Konnichiwa! Hello and welcome back, Coffee Books listeners. We are continuing on today in The Curious Barista's Guide to Coffee by Tristan Stevenson in the middle of page 62. Let's begin. The best coffees are roasted to specific profiles, where temperature is regularly adjusted to coerce the roast along or to slow down its progress. Profiles are recorded in graph form with axes that track the air temperature and bean mass temperature, resulting in a visual record and a useful reference of the roaster's approach to the task at hand. Some modern roasters are capable of memorizing the actions of a roaster during a roast, then repeating the exact same steps on subsequent roasts, resulting in consistent batch-to-batch results. One of the most important ways that a temperature graph can help a roaster is through its recording of the rate of rise, or ROR. The temperature of the coffee bean during any roast should always be on the increase, but most experts agree that the speed at which the temperature increases should occur at a decreasing rate. That is, the rate of rise should decrease through the course of the roast. Think of it like a car that is slowly decelerating, but still constantly moving forward. This has to do with inner bean development. Simply put, it's more likely that a coffee will taste good when it is the same color on the inside as the outside. The bean will always be slightly less cook on the inside than the outside, however, due to the nature of conductive heat. To mitigate this fact, roasters aim to increase bean temperature rapidly at the beginning of the roast, then more slowly at the end. The effect is a curious game of catch-up, where the interior temperature of the bean lags behind at first, as the heat has had insufficient time to conduct through, then rapidly increases a minute or two later, thanks to the initial temperature blast. By that time, the ROR on the exterior of the bean has slowed down, and the inner and outer temperatures sit in close proximity to one another. Careful manipulation of the rate of rise, mostly through the control of temperature and airflow, is where the hand of the roaster comes into play. Roasting Coffee at Home Home coffee roasters can be picked up for as little as $315, and what some of them lack in control and stability, they make up for in the fact that you have freshly roasted coffee on tap. With a little trial and error, these machines can produce surprisingly good results, and more expensive roasters can even match the quality of output that commercial models achieve. Temperature control is everything in roasting. Most home roasters come with a panel that controls this digitally, and some have the function to program a temperature curve so that the same roast can be repeated. The controller for this is paired with a temperature probe that usually takes a reading from the metallic surface on the inside of the drum, or from the temperature of the air being blown in. These temperatures are useful because they tell you how the roaster heats up, but this is only ever truly relevant when they're paired with a temperature reading from the beans themselves, bean mass. Most roasters do not come fitted with a probe that can do this, so I suggest buying a digital temperature probe and inserting it into the drum, or better still, connecting a USB probe to your computer or smartphone, then using one of the excellent data logging apps that will record the progress of your roast. Establishing a setup like this is surprisingly cheap and easy, but provides a level of control and evaluation that will show in your finished coffee. When you're choosing where to put your roaster, ventilation is one of the main concerns. 
If you're roasting indoors, I would recommend sitting the roaster underneath the extractor hood of your oven, or at least next to an open window. Coffee roasting produces a lot of smoke, even on short roasts, and you'll not want it hanging around in your house. Better still, do it outside or in an outbuilding, which solves the smoke problem and, for those of you that live in a colder part of the world, also helps a great deal with cooling the beans once they have dropped into the cooling tray. Follow the roaster's instructions and pay particular attention to the recommended batch size. Small home roasters can sometimes be very sensitive to small or large loads. Underloading leads to inconsistent cooking, like flash frying, the bean may be underdeveloped on the inside, and overloading slows the roast down, which in extreme cases results in woody or smoky flavors. Also locate where the chaff is collected and how it is emptied from the machine. If left to build up, chaff can cause problems with airflow and become a fire risk. On a final note, it's important never to leave your roaster unattended. You'll not be able to enjoy the delicious fruits of your labor if your house burned down in the process. Fire risk is something that commercial roasteries take very seriously, and roasting small batches in your home should be subject to the same degree of precaution. Step 1. Preheat the roaster. It's important that the bean temperature ramps up quickly at the start of the roast, so sufficient preheating of the roaster's components is essential. Fire on all cylinders until the air temperature is at least 200 degrees Celsius or 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Step 2. Drop the beans in and set the timer. The bean mass probe will show a sharp temperature drop as it comes into contact with the cool beans, but after around a minute it should bottom out and then begin to increase. Step 3. Keep an eye on the bean mass temperature, which should be increasing rapidly, but beginning to slow its increase as you approach the 8 minute mark. Step 4. First crack will present itself as an audible snapping noise after around 9 to 12 minutes, depending on the model of the roaster. It's here that careful temperature manipulation is required to stop the beans from running away if too much temperature is applied or from stalling if your roaster has insufficient heat. Step 5. As the beans develop after first crack, the surface will become smoother and the aromas more pleasant. When you decide to finish the roast will depend on how you intend on brewing them as well as the type of coffee you are roasting. Experimenting with this is half of the fun of roasting. Having said that, if you'd like to stick to convention, most experts agree that first crack should occur at around 80% of the total roast time. This means if you hit first crack at 10 minutes, you should end the roast after 12 and a half minutes. You may of course wish to roast for longer. Drop the beans into the cooling tray. Step 6. Some home roasters do a much better job of cooling roasted coffee than others. Ideally the beans should be cool enough to handle 5 minutes after the end of the roast. Bag them up and allow to outgas for at least 12 hours. The importance of roast date and storage. Freshly roasted coffee doesn't taste nice. No, really. Before you think me mad, I am not talking about coffee freshly bought from the store, but coffee fresh off the cooling tray. That stuff. This should come as no surprise. After all, the coffee has just undergone a wholly unnatural experience. Moisture stores and solid matter have been vaporized, Sugars and acids have been splintered into a diverse mixture of newly formed chemicals. 
Caramelization and browning reactions have ensued, and the overall structure of the bean has been dramatically transformed, resulting in a near doubling of size and changes to porosity, color, density, and weight. Brewing coffee that fresh will produce a drink that tastes flat, ashy, and lifeless, with little in the way of complex aroma. The coffee must be allowed to rest before it is ready to be turned into a tasty beverage. The most important element of resting is the process of outgassing, or the process of releasing carbon dioxide from the bean. Secondary to that are the minor chemical changes that also take place minutes, hours, and even days following the roast. We'll leave off there today in the middle of page 65. Thank you for listening. Good day and good coffee, friends.